We're here this morning to celebrate the fourth week, week of Advent. And we have talked about hope, and we have talked about faith, and we have talked about joy. And this morning we're going to talk about something that I believe that every person is after, that every person in this life is longing for. And this morning I'm going to talk about peace. Peace. Do you believe that every person is looking for peace this morning? There are so many storms in life that come, and God is wanting to give us peace. I believe this morning that God has a gift that he wants to give to some of you this morning, and that is the gift of peace. So let's start in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. We're going to start there. We're going to go to different places in the word this morning. But let's start there. Before we read, let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon this morning. Lord, your presence is in this place. God, there are uh, people here that are here because of family, and, and they're not probably going to become a regular part of, of this house. There are others that were here to watch a play, but you're going to do something in their hearts, and you're going to add them to this house. God, there are others that, that are a part of this house and, and uh, are here every week. But, Lord, no matter where we come from this morning, God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would speak to each one of us because you care about each one of us. You don't love me any more than you love anybody else in this room. And so, Lord, I thank you for working your work and touching hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Prince of Peace. Jesus, one of his, one of his names is the Prince of Peace. He is, uh, carries so many different roles. He's our Savior. He's the Creator. In, in the book of John, it says, Through him all things were made. Um, he's the miracle worker. We read in the Gospels, uh, we read in the Gospels the incredible miracles that Jesus performs. And we're going to give opportunity, if you need a miracle in your life, for God to touch your life. So many titles that Jesus carries. And the one that is important for us today is these three little words that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Wherever Jesus went, he left a wake behind him of peace. When he touched people, their lives were forever changed. When he entered into the situation, um, order was brought to places of disorder, oftentimes where people were harassed and helpless. Jesus ministered to them. Even some uh, demon-possessed, their lives in chaos, like, like nobody's business. And with a word, Jesus would deliver them and set them free. And peace and order would come 
into their lives. This is what Jesus does. He speaks peace into situations where there was no peace. We see this in creation. If you would, if you would later on read in the book of Genesis, and you would read in chapter 1, it says, in the, book, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. But the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Um, I, I just want to pause here. I'm going to chase a little rabbit trail that's not in my notes right now. Um, you see, in the beginning, things were without form. They were, they were uh, filled with darkness, and it was chaotic. But even in that place, the Spirit of God was hovering. And so right at the beginning of this message, as I work through this, I want to give you some hope today because if you look at, my, at your situation and you say, my situation does not have peace, I want to tell you God is not far from your situation. He is near, he is hovering, and he can change and he can make a difference. Praise God. And so the Spirit of God was hovering, and what did he do? He spoke into the situation, and he said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And you go through the days of creation, and what you see is a creator God bringing peace and order to a situation that that once had chaos, and with that order comes peace. Praise God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Bible says this in verse 33, for God is not the, the author of confusion, but of peace. God is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. In the, in the, that early church, the context of 1 Corinthians 14 is that in that early church, things have gotten way out of hand. There were people interrupting each other. There were people trying to, to use the gifts of the Spirit in ways that they were not supposed to be used. And so Paul says in the church service, there should be order. It should bring peace. God is not the author of confusion. The same is true of your life and my life. God is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. This is why my wife is such a stickler about me making our bed in the morning. No, it's true. Um, we, we, used to, we used to say, last one up makes the bed. And so I would always... In those days, I would always wake up first, and I would lay there and read the Bible on my phone or whatever and have devotions, and then she would wake up, and just before she would get out of bed, I would hop out of bed <laughs> so that I didn't have to make the bed. Um, but later on, it became my job. And so regardless now, which to be honest with you, because of the coffee shop, she's almost always up before me anyway. Um, but when I don't make the bed, she comes in and she, and she looks around and you know what she feels in her heart? 
she feels disorder. And, and uh, so she will call my name. She will call my name. And I don't even need to have her say anything. I know exactly what she is feeling. She is feeling disorder. And in a human kind of a way, that is uh, bringing that that is bringing chaos into her world. Do you know what she likes to feel? She likes to feel peace. You know, on a practical note, one of the greatest things that you can do to create an atmosphere of peace in your home is straighten your house. Straighten your house. When your house is a wreck, the atmosphere in the house is not one of peace. On Christmas morning, uh, we our grandchildren come up, and uh, it's been this way even before we have grandchildren, though. Uh, you know, we, we start opening presents, and do you know what happens? Chaos. And our living room explodes. Anybody else relate with that? Your living room explodes. Well, you know what we have to do uh, before we leave the house, before we go to grandma's house? We have to straighten the house. We get the garbage bags. We put all the wrapping paper in. We, we organize a little bit of, of that because when my wife comes back in the house, do you know what she wants to feel? Order. Order. Sometimes when she's at the shop working, I go home, I get I get done with with uh, my hour and a half of roll, and uh, after the prayer meeting in the morning, I clean the kitchen. Do you know why? So that when she comes home, she feels peace, peace. When the home is a wreck, it is not an atmosphere for peace. Let me. Let me just uh, let me give you let me give you a, a key for walking in peace. Some people feel anxiety. I went through six months of my life where I felt incredible anxiety. I know what it's like to to be captive to anxiety, and so I would say, God, give me peace. The problem was that on the inside. I was not in order. I was riddled with fear. I was thinking wrong. I was not thinking according to the word of God. I was not in order. And so I would go to the altar and I would say, Pastor, will you pray for me? Will you pray that peace will come into my life? And I would feel the presence of God. And I would... For a moment, I would feel better, but you know what I would do? I would go back to my living a life of disorder. And so I would feel good for a moment, but I would go back into chaos. And so there's people that oftentimes will come down to the altar and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need peace. But what you really need is an atmosphere in your life that will be a container to hold peace. Because if you go back to your home and your life is really a wreck, you're not, you're not, uh, you, you don't have things in order, then that peace that God gives to you, it is not going to hold. 
Do you know what the process of discipleship is? The process of discipleship is getting your life in order so that it can become a container to hold the things that God gives to you. And one of those things is peace. And so you begin to order your your steps. You begin to order your life in a way that you can contain what God is giving to you. Oh, praise God. That's a good piece of information that you need to tuck away. The opposite of peace is not anxiety. That's just the fruit. The opposite of peace is disorder. And spiritually... So you can have your home in order. Some people, just because of the way that they were raised, they have spotless homes, and and they have seemingly outwardly clean lives, but spiritually on the inside, they are in disarray. And so that same thing that's true for the physical is true for the spiritual. God wants to get our insides in order. He is an author of peace. Do you know when the insides are in order, then sometimes uncontrollable situations come. Isn't that right? Uncontrollable situations come your way. And we're often tempted to say, well, I have no peace because of this uncontrollable situation, and if that situation would change, then I... I would know peace. And uh, let, let me remind you of a story in the New Testament of Jesus and his disciples. It says in uh, the Gospel of, Matthew, of Mark chapter 4, I love this story, in verse 35, it says, The same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let's cross over to the other side. And when they had left the multitude, they took Jesus along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the, and the waves beat in the boat so that it was already filling with water. Wow. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the pillow. Wow. So here's all these external things that are happening. Jesus could have said, I can't sleep because of that storm. But Jesus knew the peace of God. And the peace of God was not dependent on the external in the life of Jesus. It was dependent on the inside. And Jesus had his inside right with God. And so he was walking in the peace of the Lord. The storm is all around him. And Jesus asleep on the pillow. Wow. This is incredible. This is incredible. And so they woke Jesus and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're perishing here? Don't you care that, that uh, our lives are filled with anxiety? Don't you care that we're, that we're going through this thing and it's got a hold of us? And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said, Peace, be still. Do you know what he did? He took that which was on his inside and he gave it to the outside. He looked at the winds and the waves and he said, 
peace be still. And that calm assurance that was on the inside of Jesus affected the atmosphere around him. Praise God. Can I tell you something? When you know the peace of God, then you leave a wake behind you of peace. You go into your workplace. You know what? The, wor- the people in the workplace, they are filled with chaos because they probably don't know Jesus. And you are tempted to enter into that chaos or you can allow the peace that God has given to you to be an influence around you. Hallelujah. And you can speak to storms around you. Be still and they will obey you. Oh, praise God. Well, how do I I know this? Because the Spirit of God lives in me. And because one one of the expressions of the fruit of the Spirit is this thing called peace. 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 Peace is the calm assurance that God is in the midst. God is in the midst. God is in the midst. I used to drive Cammy crazy because I would say this one word, Relax. She didn't want to relax. Sometimes that's what God is speaking to us. Peace. Be still. In 19, in, in, in 1555, 1555, nearly 500 years ago, Dr. Nicholas Ridley was sentenced to be burned at the stake. He was sentenced in England to die because he was a Christian. And the night before his execution, his brother offered to remain with him for the entire evening. He wanted to offer the assistance of comfort. Nicholas declined his brother's offer, saying, I intend to go to bed and sleep as quietly tonight as I ever did. (laughs) Because he knew the peace of God. He could rest in the strength of the everlasting Father. God says in Isaiah chapter 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth, he brings down those that dwell on high. The lofty city, he lays it low. He lays it low even to the ground and brings it to the dust. Friend, God is in control. This name, Prince of Peace, is important. Some people want the peace of the prince. 
but they don't want to make Jesus the prince of their lives. And we expect the prince of peace to impart peace when he's not the Lord of our lives. And the starting place, friend, the starting place is that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. And if we have not given God that place, if we have not made him the prince, we cannot expect the peace of God to come. Oftentimes in pastoral counseling situations, people will say, why don't I have peace? Well, never, never mind the fact that they're watching uh, garbage on television. Never mind the fact that they're, part, that they're reading things that they ought not read. Never mind the fact that they're hanging out with people that they know they ought not hang out with. Never mind the fact that they're, uh, they're not, they're, they're not uh, obeying God in a myriad of, of different, different aspects. And you know what all those things add up to? Jesus is not yet Lord of your life. And then they wonder, why don't I have peace? Friend, it's simple. Make him your prince. Make him your Lord. Begin to follow him. And you'll receive the gift of peace. And so to those, in fact, these disciples, they had been walking with Jesus for three years. Their lives had been molded and shaped. They weren't perfect yet. But after three years of walking with Jesus, he says to them in John 14, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. This is verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Do you know what that is? That is the order of God coming into your life. The Holy Spirit teaching you everything that you need. Praise God. In 2 Peter, the Bible that the Bible says uh, through, through Peter the apostle, he said, by his divine grace, God has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. That's an awesome promise. And so Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance the things that I said to you. That's order. And then in that container of a life that's surrendered to following the Holy Spirit. He says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and do not let it be afraid. Peace. Psalm 119 says, Great peace have those who love your word. One of the fruits of a life that is, that is given to the word of God is peace. I love, I love uh, new believers that are just, they're hungry for God. And they're just learning, uh, learning the, the way to walk in the things of God. And they uh, will often call or text or, or send me a, a, a Facebook message or through Messenger and, or, and ask questions. And uh, one new believer recently uh, contacted me and, and said, 
uh, pray for me, Pastor. I'm losing it right now. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Anybody ever been there before? And so I immediately made a phone call. And, uh, and uh, this, this woman said, uh, described how she was losing it. And, and, and I'm not going to tell her story, but she was really losing it. And, and, I, and so I said, I said can, I just, can I just ask you a question? I said, how long has it been since you were in the Word of God? Since you simply read your Bible? And, and uh, her answer was, well, it's, it's been a number of days. And I said, and I knew by the Spirit, this is a spiritual thing. That if you'll stay in the Word, and if you'll love the Word of God, and if you'll develop a love for the Word of God, you'll walk in the peace of God. You've got chaos happening right now because you've gotten away from the Word of God. Come back to the Word. Come back to the Word. Come back to the Word. Oftentimes we want the pastor to just uh, wave his hand over us and speak that word of peace and let everything go away. But we've got some work to do, don't we? We've got a role to play. Now, I do believe in the laying on of hands. And I do believe in, in uh, the, the transference of peace as we pray. I believe in all of those things. I believe that, that if, I, if I lay hands on you or if any believer lays hands on you, not just the pastor, and speaks that word of peace over you, you are going to sense the peace of God and that things will break off of you. I believe that. But we have also got to do the work. Amen? We've got to do the work to grow up into the things that God has given to us. Thank you, Father. The worst thing to do is to pretend, to go on pretending. You go on pretending publicly that there's peace in your home when you know there is not. You go on pretending that, that oh, life is great when life is not that great. Jeremiah said it like this, the least of them to the greatest of them. Everyone is given to covetousness. He's speaking over Israel at that time. And from the prophet even to the priest, the people in the ministry, everyone is dealing falsely. They have only healed the, the hurt of my people a little bit. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It says slightly. And then they say, peace, peace. When there is no peace, you're pretending. You're pretending. But this morning, what God wants you, for your life, for your life, for your life, for your life, for each life here is a life of peace. Peace. We are praying. We've been praying for several months now, specifically in our prayer times, in our, in our morning online prayer meetings, in our, in our Wednesday prayer meetings. We have been praying for God to awaken his people. And I believe that God answers my prayer. And I got a note from a young man 
that was, was a part of our ministry 20 years ago. And I want to, oh, this wasn't in my notes, but I, if I can find it quickly here, I want to read it to you. Because these are the kinds of things that begin to happen in your heart when you begin to seek after the Prince of Peace. And so, oh, I went to the wrong place. I'm going to find it. Give me just a minute. This just came into my heart just now because I believe that some of you are going to be able to relate. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I am not going to be able to find it, but let me, I can't read it. Let me paraphrase. He said, I slept on the couch last night. I had to go into my wife and I had to confess to her that I've been going down the wrong path. I had to share with her some things that I didn't want to share because I was feeling so guilty. I've been spending too much time at bars. I've been spending too much time away from the things of God. Then he said, I used to be on fire for Jesus, but I no longer am. I used to have a heart that was toward the Lord, but I no longer have a heart that's toward the Lord. And in his note, he said, I'm asking you to pray for me. I'm asking you to ask God on my behalf to help me get my life right on the inside. And that was the end of his note. And I could sense the air of discouragement. And I responded to him, and I said, I called him by name. Here, I'll just call him young man. I said, young man, I said, this is an answer to prayer. I said, I've been praying that God would awaken people to himself. And you are coming to yourself. You are coming to your senses. And, and I was able to encourage him some ways to find his way through to repentance and come back to the Lord. This, this is an example of a young man that is being honest. He's 21 years old. He's got a young bride who's going to have a baby in four months. It's their first. And, and he's saying, I've got to get my life right with God. Because my life is going in the wrong direction. And he's realizing that all the things that he's giving himself to are not producing the, the life that he knows that God has for him. And you stay on the path long enough that you're on away from God. And it is eventually going to cause you to regret where you are. But praise God for that moment when the light bulb goes off and I say, I've got to go back to God. 
And guess what the Lord does? The Lord will hear your cry. The Lord will hear your heart. He is not a God that's going to hold his arms back and say, no, you've got to suffer a little bit longer. You've got to stay away a bit, a bit longer. No, no, he doesn't do that. When you take one step toward the Lord, he comes running to you. Hallelujah. He comes running to you. And I was able to pray with this young man, and he is on the journey. He's in church this morning in his city, and uh, I've, I've connected him with his pastor, and uh, he, he is getting his life back on track, and I say praise God for that. That is somebody that's awakening to what God is wanting to do in their life. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace wants to touch you. He wants to minister to you. And so now it's time to respond. To make sure that this Christmas season is not just one moment in a year. There's a hymn that I refuse to sing. And the lyrics may be wonderful, but I've never read them because I can't get past the title. And the title of the hymn is called, Our Day of Joy is Here Again. And I read that title and I say, that's it? We get one day a year? And so I've never sang that song because I believe that God doesn't want to just give you peace on Christmas Eve, on Christmas morning when everything's perfect. I believe that he wants to give you peace for a lifetime. That the miracle of Christmas, of Jesus being born, the mystery of God, the Son, eternal in the past, created the universe, becomes a baby in a manger so that he can die on a cross, that that mystery and that that gift is not given to you and me so that we can have one day a year of tranquility. It's given to us so that we can know God and walk in his peace. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Peace. Peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father of above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in wonderful billows of love. Let's each one this morning just pause before the Lord.
It's not me that you are accountable to. It's not this church that you are accountable to. We are all accountable to the Lord. And let's come before our wonderful Father. And let's just respond for a moment to him. And so, Lord, as as a pastor in this house, Lord, I lift up every person that's here within the sound of my voice at home, here, wherever they might be. And I ask, Lord, that that desire for real God kind of all-encompassing peace will rise up in their heart. God, this morning, light bulbs are going off. And they see, oh, I've not built the right kind of container to hold this substance called peace. And light bulbs are going off. And for some, this is going to be an emotional moment because you're going to come in like you, like you haven't. And for some, this is going to be just a, just a rather matter-of-fact kind of decision. But God, you are going to impart the ingredients for peace into hearts right now. And so, Lord, as we're before you, as we're, as we're lifting up our hearts, as we're lifting up our lives before you, God, I want to pray for people right now that, that would say, you know what? Uh, the physical things in my life have not created an atmosphere of peace. If that's you right now, and you, you, want, to, you want your pastor to pray for you, you want this pastor to pray for you, just lift up your hand to the Lord, and I'm going to pray for you right now. All over this room, hands are going up. And so, Lord, this simple, this simple truth of the physical atmosphere of our home, God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would help each one with their hand lifted high. God, they, they, they might have already put it down, but you saw, that's okay, and you hear the cry of their heart. And I ask, oh God, that you'd help them, that barrier that, 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 that keeps everything kind of toxic and chaotic. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that that barrier would be removed right now in the name of the Lord. There's some of you that this is a generational curse. This is the way your, your, your parents were. This is the way their, their parents were. It, it was just kind of so completely chaotic in the physical home, and you walk in that same footstep. Uh, if that's you, come on, just lift up your hand right now. I'm going to pray over you that that generational curse will be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, hands that are lifted up. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that that generational thing would come down in the name of the Lord. We thank you that at the cross, every curse is broken. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that condemnation is gone. And so, Lord, the steps that we are taking is not out of guilt or condemnation, but our steps of joy in Jesus' name to walk in newness of life, to walk the way that you have created, to build a life of order. God, they're going to fall and fail, and, and that's okay. You're going to be there to pick them back up in the name of Jesus. And I ask, oh God, that order would come to physical homes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. 
Lord, along with this, I, I just sense this in my heart as I'm praying. I didn't plan any of this, but, but just along with this, God, we just repent. We repent in Jesus' name for the lack of a work ethic. And, and, and not everybody in this room, but Lord, you're just convicting right now some, and, and not me applying it, but you. And I just ask in Jesus' name that that work ethic in the home would, would come alive. That's a virtue, God, that is like Christ. God, that you have created us to be hard workers, and that produces peace. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God, I want to I lift up anybody this morning that would say, Pastor, not just, not aside from my physical way that I live, my inside, my spirit person, has not been in order. And this morning, I want to take the steps that I need to take to get my spirit man in order. I, first of all, want to make Jesus the prince of my life. I want to make him Lord. If that's you this morning, you've said, you know what, I've not been walking with God. But I want to come back to him. And I want to make him Lord. If that's you, just lift up your hand to the Lord. I want to get the inside right. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else say, that's me. I've got to get the inside right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be a believer. I want to extend this invitation. You, might, you may be a believer already, but you just know, I've not been living right on the inside. If that's you, lift up your hand right now. We're going to believe God to touch you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. And so, Lord, I just want to pray for these right now that have freely confessed on the inside I've not been right. God, that's where it all begins. It begins on the inside. And so, Lord, I pray that as each one prays and as each one calls out to you and even repents of, of just thinking and anger and just the wrong way of life, God, that you would hear their cry in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Incredible things are happening right now in the lives of people. I just feel led right now to, to lead in a prayer of repentance to the Lord that all of us, let's, let's, uh, let's just say this prayer together and let's believe for uh, fruit to come forth in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have not left me in a state of chaos. My insides are not right. But I come before you now. And I repent. And I turn to you. And I ask that you would be my Lord. My Prince. Have your way in me. Wash me. Cleanse me. And lead me in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, Lord, I just ask right now that the Prince of Peace would come and 
meet each one, guard each heart in Jesus' mighty name. God, there's a third group of people that I want to pray for. And this is a group that's in the storm. And if you are in a storm right now, I want to pray for you. And we want to agree with you that the peace of God would be your anchor, just like it was to Jesus, just like it was to, just like it was to uh, this, this man in 1555 uh, when he, when he ex- Nicholas Ridley, when he experienced the peace of God in the midst of the storm of his life. If you're walking in a storm, this morning. I want you to just lift up your hand and we want to pray for you and we want to believe God. In fact, if you'd be so bold, you're in a place where, where all of us have been and all of us will be. You're in a storm right now. If you can, I'd, I'd like you to just stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. If you can't stand to your feet, just keep your hand raised. That's fine. And we're going to pray for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Church, we want to stand with these that are in a storm in the name of Jesus. And we want to pray that God would touch them, touch each one of them in the name of Jesus and minister to them right where they are. And so I want to ask our elders to just go around and pray over these that have their hand raised or are standing in Jesus' name. And we're going to believe God to touch you. If somebody is next to you with their hand raised up, you can just lay your hand upon them right now and you can begin to pray. The rest of us, church, just stretch your hands towards one of these that are standing. And we're going to believe God that in the middle of the storm that God is going to plant deep peace in their heart in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Just begin to pray. Just begin to lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. And I ask our elders to to migrate and after you pray with one, to go pray with another in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for each one that has their hand raised up. They are in a storm. And God, I don't know exactly what every storm is. I know some of them in this room. But I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would step in. God, for physical storms where physical things are going on in their body. God, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. I speak peace to bodies in the name of Jesus. God, for for financial storms, God, I look to you right now as the provider. You are the miracle working God. You release provision in the name of Jesus. God, for those that are wandering and don't have direction for their life and feel like they're just on a storm of life, everything's just, just tossing me to and fro. I don't have direction. I pray, God, that you would speak your direction and which way to go in the name of the Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that your Holy Spirit leads us and you are, you are, oh God, you've given us the Holy Spirit to teach us and remind us which way to go. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Somebody looking for a job right now and it just feels like things are being squeezed so tightly. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that the Prince of Peace 
would come and touch and heal and deliver in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Father, for ministering by the power of your spirit this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I want to pray for somebody that is dreading this next week because of loss in their life. Oh, God, this Christmas season has become a difficult, difficult season because it reminds them of everything that they have lost. But I pray that the next seven days, I pray that the next seven days would be filled with the presence of the Prince of Peace in the name of Jesus. God, that as they break open your word, that you would speak life into them in Jesus' name. As they as they worship you, God, as they sing even uh, common Christmas songs that, that, are, that, that talk about Jesus, I pray that the Prince of Peace would fill their lives in the name of the Lord. I pray, God, that they would delight themselves in the Word of God. They that love the Word of God, you keep them in perfect peace. We thank you, Father, for touching each life. And God, in the midst of every storm, even if the waves and the wind don't immediately die down, I pray, God, that you would give each one deep peace inside their heart. God, I pray that even if the wind and the waves blow, that the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The peace of God guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oh, we give you praise this morning. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. We give you praise this morning, Lord. You are the Prince of Peace. You are working mightily. You're the miracle working God. You will do it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Glory to God, glory to God. I want to end this time right now by uh, that prayer that, that I prayed um, from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let's, let's just say that together. Repeat it after me. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And that is a great verse to write down on a note card, post it on your refrigerator, and memorize it. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Are you glad you came to the house of the Lord? I'm glad that you came to the house of the Lord, and I pray that you feel better going out than when you came in. Amen? 
And so uh, praise God, praise God.